you are listening to High TV, your place for cannabis news, insights, and information. If you're new to this podcast, you're a newbie. What's going on, newbie? Welcome to the show. Hope to see you soon. Just know when Monday morning comes and this podcast plays in your cars and your headphones, you will be the most informed person in cannabis in your circle. Stay tuned and stay high, folks. ITV. Welcome back to another episode of High TV. Here we are on quarantine week three. And it looks like through the president's orders, we will be on quarantine all the way to April 30th. But enough about that. I feel like, I don't know about you guys, but I feel like I'm corona out. I feel like I've heard so many things about coronavirus. I've so much news that I'm just worn out at this point. You know, going and open up my phone and going to social media. It looks like all of us, you know, since we're here quarantine, are looking to for an escape, right? That's why Netflix is deciding to drop things like the Michael Jordan documentary early. That's why you're seeing music being dropped now, the likes of Drake, you know, his little uh, cha-cha slide remix and things like that, because we all want an escape from the reality we're ultimately facing. You know, this, you know, this thing is, is it is what it is at this point, right? We, we've gone through and we've seen it coming. It's now here. And we got to think about what, what we can do now. I mentioned to you guys that uh, I was looking into trading, you know, learning about how this thing works, you know, understanding what it is that the stock market, you know, is truly about. You know, I've dabbled in it before, but really understanding how to be a player in this game called Wall Street. And so uh, recently I decided to download an app called Webull where you can uh, download the app and use that much like Robinhood to trade your stocks on your phone. And it's been pretty interesting, you know, reading these, reading about these different companies, learning about the different strategies one could use to, you know, grow their account and things like that. Because, you know, right now money's tight. You know, right now a lot of individuals may not be at work. Uh, some individuals who own, you know, properties and have people pay rent aren't getting their rent on time. And so financially, it's really a trying times. But in one end, you can look and say it's now great financial opportunity if you're going to go in and go ahead and drop into the stock market a lot of people are saying go ahead and go into it now but instead of me just blindly you know jumping into the pool i decided to go look to see where i was going how deep were the waters you know what are the risks that could be associated with going in the market right now we all know it seems favorable buy low sell high so i decided to go ahead and uh, do some research and learn more about it so webull has been pretty interesting right because you can see a stock and you can read about, you know, the company, you can read how other people are thinking about it and what the possible predictions for it are. But either way, it's all speculation, right? People in the comments are just trying to, you know, sell you on the idea of buying the stock to have it keep going up. And others are just, you know, commenting on the sheer shilling of, of stocks. But my whole point is use I'm using this time in order to learn, you know, something new, learn a skill that I didn't have before because I have so much time now. And of course, you're going you're gonna to dive in the learning process, uh, such as watching Netflix. Like, for instance, I just watched Money Heist. And, you know, the whole Joe Exotic documentary came out. But it's great that these things can distract us. But I think it's even better if we can walk out this thing with some type of skill. And it could be cannabis related. It doesn't have to be cannabis related. 
Uh, it could be just life related. Because once you, like I said in uh, early episodes, once you build a tool that you never had before, now that tool could be useful for something else. You can't even complain and say there's no time for me to do this because you have all the time in the world now. You know, being at home is boring. We, we know that. You know, we know how boring it is. You get, you're not even hungry, but you open the fridge way more than you normally do. Like probably during this quarantine, we're going to see more of our fridges than we ever had before. You know what I'm saying? Like the fridge is going to be the extra person in the house we uh, interact with. And not even take anything out. Just look inside every five minutes because you're thinking food is going to miraculously appear out of nowhere. Uh, little tip for you guys. If there's no toilet paper around you, go ahead and try to scoop you some baby wipes. Now, I'm not saying, you know, to use it all the time, but, you know, tough times call for desperate measures. And if there's no toilet paper around, you might as well go ahead and find a nice substitute. And baby wipes get the job done. Got nothing to worry about. I'm pretty sure those aren't sold out as well. And I hope they aren't. But uh, yeah, honestly, this episode was about me not just talking about more news about doom and gloom happening in, in uh, coronavirus. Uh, it was really just, just to talk to you guys to see how are, how are you guys holding up in this quarantine? Like, we're going to think about this in the future as the great quarantine of 2020, the great virus of 2020, how we all reacted during this time. And so it's just interesting because I'm going through it. I know you are too. I know a lot of you guys are unsure about what the future may hold. And if you're not at work and you don't have to go to school and you're sticking to the lockdown procedure, you're not essential. You'll go ahead and, uh, you know, get bored and see boredom as a real thing, right? You've watched all that Netflix has to offer. You hear what I'm saying? You'll flip through every channel. Maybe some of you are trying to read a book. Right now is a great time to read a book. But if you don't have a way to occupy yourself, you are bored. And I realize that the podcast is something that myself, I listen to, not just to get information, but to also be entertained for this certain block of time. And if I'm going to go ahead and produce a podcast for you guys, I might as well take your mind off of what's going on now, right? If what I was doing before was providing information so that we, sorry about that, know what it is, know how it can affect us and know what's happening. We all are aware of that now. And so now it's time for a shift and at least making our time in this existence a little bit better, you know? So whether it be giving guys tips or just having another conversation because we're not social, let's be honest with you. If we're used to going to work or school or any other populated area, we're used to social interaction. And right now we're confined to the limited social interaction we're dealt with. And so again, podcast is another way for that to be. So if you want to reach out, you guys can reach out to me on Heaven International. Let me know how it is. I know I've uh, DM'd an individual who has the COVID virus and decided to, you know, tell me about it. And I had to ask, you know, what were they going through? Now, I'm not going to share what they are going through, but reaching out at a time like this is a good thing because I really do see that shortly after the virus even fades away, though things may go sort of back to normal, we will be forever changed. And I think virtual social behavior would increase at such a higher level. Right. Once you have such a long period of isolation, it's going to respond by a high level of socialization, of course, in person. But I believe the practices that this virus created will persist. You will FaceTime call more people. You will be using Zoom more often at work. Uh, Education could be forever changed. So reaching out to, you know, listening to a podcast, reaching out to someone who you may be interacting with on a weekly basis. Some of you listeners feel free. 
you know, feel free. I'm going through the same thing you're going through. All right. I'm having to strap up and go out to these supermarkets like I'm in a gas chamber. You know what I'm saying? Where you got to make your own mask out of T-shirts or buy masks or masks aren't available. Hand sanitizers running out because it's the third week. And who really buy? Who really buys three weeks to a month's worth of hand sanitizer? You get a few bottles, you think you're gonna be okay, but then you fail to realize that gas station, that pump is probably touched by a lot of people. A lot. So feel free to reach out. But uh, but yeah. In all honesty, man, it's going to fade away, right? It's it's going to fade. It's going to go away. Everything everything is going to be back to normal. Uh, small businesses, you have a great opportunity now to use this uh, government stimulus fund. If you if you are a business that makes over uh, $100,000, you are eligible to get thousands of dollars that can help you out in the long run. Now, I'm sure restaurants are going to need it. I'm sure bars are going to need it. Their overhead costs still persist. They still have employees to pay. Damn. I mean, I don't want to go down that road again, but it feels like when we're talking about this, we have to be pragmatic. You know, it's nice to, you know, forget what's going on, but dealing with the reality is the best way it is. You know, we all wish that we can snap our fingers like Thanos and make this thing go away, but it's not the case. And you got to know how to maneuver around this existence. But yeah, speaking of education, I uh, mentioned it two seconds ago. I think education will be forever changed. For those of you who are millennials, about my age, I'm 25, you're born in the 90s. If you're born in the 90s or 80s, you remember watching a TV show called Keenan and Kel, right? The uh, guy, Keenan Thompson, who's on Saturday Night, Saturday, wow, Saturday Night Live now, and uh, Kel, who was featured on All That, both characters on Nickelodeon. There's an episode where they woke up in the future. I don't remember the premise, but they woke up in the future, right? Everything was silver and metallic. For some reason, we think the future is going to be full of metal and shiny things. I don't, I don't know why. The future is shiny. But uh, anyway, uh, these guys, these kids woke up in the future. And when, when they went to school, instead of, you know, going out to take the school bus or, and, and sit in the classroom with a teacher... Nah, they're at home, they turn on a screen, they put on a helmet, and basically the basically the uh, information is absorbed. Now, my thinking is the way kids are going to school now kind of reminded me of a basic version of that process. Now, I'm not saying you're going to download information directly to your brain, but going to school could be as easy as waking up, getting ready, and uh, going ahead and sitting in front of a computer for a time being. And that could be a possibility. What school wants to pay for the overhead the overhead that may come with having a large property for education right having to buy all of these supplies i'm sure that the supply makers for these schools or the makers that make the supplies that go to the school don't want to say the sentence wrong the people who make the products that are used in the schools would love to go direct to consumer instead of having to shorten their price to have it go towards schools and they may not sell in the bulk they're used to but they're going to be able to make more on the retail end it's just a thought to me right like if you're a university you're spending so much money on on rent on land on insurance on products computers this that you a lot of resources what, what you're paying for and if you can eliminate two costs, that being, you know, 
your staff, in addition to eliminating the potential costs of your overhead and everything else that's needed to run a school and university, and most of your classes are offered online, you can get kids from around the world to take part in your university online classes that can tune in and create a platform that can substantially handle having the teacher give a lecture or having those lectures pre-recorded and then used, you know, for various class levels, right? When new information are presented, you implement this new information into the rubric or the syllabus the syllabus i should say and now your education is updated you know professors have tenure that's a huge cost that universities have to deal with and if you know anything about living in a capitalistic society it may sound bad but it's an option that these businesses look to right these businesses aren't concerned with the externalities of focusing directly on their bottom line they're focused on their bottom line and uh with that being said we could see education really move towards a much more remote existence where we're going to be much more social when it comes to the reason why I mentioned this. I heard a story of someone close to mine who had kids or a story that was told to me about somebody else's child. They go to school right at home. But the difference is the way they organized it was pretty interesting to me. The kid wakes up. This kid gets ready like as if any other day they're going to school in a routine. You know, they change their clothes, all these things. Right. They open the computer, they do lessons with the teachers for how many certain amount of hours. They do live assignments through the class. So like, you know, you're in class, you have to read things out loud. You have to do problems and answers, give answers to what the teacher is teaching. That's exactly what's happening. And uh, what made it even interesting was they left the program the children were using to allow them to socialize within each other, much like a recess is used for where the children are able to not in a whole classroom setting, but just have a social uh, time being with each other. Let's like say they're they're just talking to each other on a webcam for like hours, or excuse me, an hour. And so things like that is what school are doing, and you may see this mimicked not just on an elementary school level, but at a higher level as well. It's really, really, really cool. I, I think. I wonder how it's going to affect our society as a whole if we do go the route of not having such a socially heavy education system you know would you go to a university that's solely online especially now that online is going to be forced to improve its offerings you know what i'm saying like listen these college children these college kids who graduated during this time realize how less important it is for them to be on a campus and go to different professors and all this other stuff they can literally just take the classes online and get the same degree and all that matters is if you go into a princeton that's what matters. You can take any online degree anywhere, get your education, get your, you know, necessary experience and, 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 and knowledge, but you can do it from the comfort of your home. And I think that's going to improve as well. Work is going to heavily use remote work as a thing. You know, maybe uh, laptop companies are going to improve their webcam. Uh, 5G internet, 5G internet is coming, whether we like it or not, regardless of the conspiracy theories, which I'll talk about soon. But you could generally see that with 5G being much, much faster internet, webcam and webcam visual quality is only going to improve. It's going to look just as we're looking through a high quality camera on an iPhone, the latest iPhone. Who knows, man? Who knows? If, if doctors are able to, from across the world, commit uh, do surgery via the internet, anything is going to be possible due to this aftermath that we're going to experience. You know, I didn't want to say the name, right? Because we just heard so much about this virus, we have no clue. Or we just don't want, we don't want to hear it anymore. Not that we have no clue. We have no clue when it's going to stop, and we don't want to hear it anymore. K 
cannabis. How will cannabis be affected by this thing, <laughs> this illness? No, I think cannabis is going to shortly, you know, be affected, but in a long run, not really. I don't think cannabis is going to have much changes. I think what we realize now is uh, people who built their appetite for cannabis during the quarantine, they're not going to see that appetite persist or, or diminish. It's only going to st- diminish slightly due to their time being more occupied but if you're a light cannabis or medical cannabis user right which is the the can of newbie they're new to cannabis they're not really too sure they're learning on the fly they're recommended by friends and family or the doctor prescribed it they're just kind of curious and those individuals who during this quarantine decided hey i'm going to stack up on my cannabis because i'm going to be in a in in the house bored bored in the house then they may go ahead and be, you know, long-term customers because we all know that it takes 28 days to build a habit. We've been in a quarantine for much longer than 20, uh, than 28 days, so I'm sure that the habits built during this time is going to persist, especially those of consumption. Uh, I already told you guys that cannabis legalization will be on hold for areas like New York as they focus their uh attention towards the corona oh almost said it yo almost caught me man y'all almost caught me almost said it almost rolled off the tongue but it felt bad right it just felt nasty but uh but yeah so cannabis i don't think will be affected of course legalization is what will be pushed back but as for the commerce as for cannabis culture maybe we won't pass the blunt as much as we used to anymore maybe you won't be as sharing with our cannabis you know maybe vape pens could increase in popularity again even though vape crisis just happened and we have something that affects your lungs vaping may be a thing because you're not sharing a vape with a circle right you must rather pass around a joint at the end of the day you pass around a vape chances are you're going to see the spit marks on the vape and that's not too appetizing but a joint you'll be all right maybe joints will be much more personal now you know uh people will probably be smoking with each other on facetime i've seen videos of uh, people drinking, including, you know, my family went ahead and we got drinks and we got in FaceTime and we were talking, you know, all have the, all with the purpose of having to drink with each other. You know, having virtual drinks could be a thing. It really could. And maybe in, like virtual drinks, you have virtual smoke. So we'll see what exactly happens. We don't know. At the end of the day, we don't know. Everything is speculation. Um, hopefully you guys out there can go ahead and, you know, So it looked like I was recording something caught my eye. I was probably worried about not catching the thing, you know, <laughs> just cut off the mic and decided to uh, attend to something else at that time. But much assured, the episode did continue and it will continue shortly after this break. Again, folks, we're in this thing week three and I'm now an essential worker, which means I'm out here in the environment during these wild times as we're about to hit the peak. I guess you got to do what you got to do, right? Stay safe. Be right back. Sorry about that. Had to go ahead and take a CBD break. As you know, things are weird, man. Things are weird, not only outdoors, but also in our minds. Like, life has completely changed. But, again, like I said, I don't feel like talking about that. I was going to go into a whole subject. 
But what I want to talk about is how cannabis is being treated during this time. And it's very interesting to dive into and not just leave it surface level. Like, hey, the cannabis dispensaries are making way more money now that the quarantine has happened. Why? Because they're able to stay open because they're essential. That's great. Honestly, that is great news. And I already told you the wind that occurs through that. But on a deeper surface, deeper surface, rather, understand what it's doing. Understand that cannabis is able to be used to calm down those who are feeling an excess level of anxiety during a time like this. And in a foreseen future when anxiety arises, cannabis would be sought after. It's not really seen as a drug anymore or an, a definition of your identity. It's more so of a use and a tool that can be used to help you in a time of need. And of course, medicinally, of course, but most, most generally, if you're at home, if you're at home, I don't even know what accent that was but uh if you're at home and you are in need of some type of stimulation that isn't alcohol that is probably better for you in the long run cannabis is a good choice understand that delivery services are getting such a push that they may be more of a commonplace for the cannabis industry maybe the cannabis industry isn't meant to have big facilities like a coca-cola which it they will and they will succeed eventually but i think a stronger play is the delivery we have grown to love always you know it's either we go to our dealer or the dealer comes to us and most of the time they will just drop it off and keep keep it moving and so what you want to look for now is for cannabis companies to have a much more stronger delivery service a much more able delivery service not like how you have some restaurants that yeah maybe an italian restaurant that really builds an ambiance so you come inside and enjoy all that jazz but their delivery service isn't too much invested in because their main focus is what the restaurant however the restaurant goer in this case a cannabis user much rather just get their product and keep it moving then you want to have a business much like a mcdonald's who does drive no not mcdonald's uh pizza uh, domino's where domino's main business isn't you coming into the shop sitting down and eating like most pizza shops it's more so about delivering the pizza to you when you need it most which makes them much more popular and much more successful as a pizza company so maybe cannabis should go the main route where you're not about having a dispensary and build a dispensary uh, environment. MedMen look like the Apple store or the inside of a guitar of a dispensary. But generally, this business is not doing that well. I mean, they had everything you could think of when it comes to a good company. Their marketing team was insane. I think they had great marketing. Uh, their design, their company culture, their branding was astounding. Uh, even if you look deeper, they they had the aesthetics that you wanted. They had this cool way of approaching a dispensary. Issue is, if you're a cannabis user, you're not in for all of that stuff. You're not caring. That's not what you like cannabis for. When you go to a restaurant, maybe you like the restaurant for the different parts of the world you can travel to when you go there, right? Each restaurant, each restaurant has a different theme. But with cannabis, your love is the effects that it gives you, not how cool the showroom looks. So... At first, my thought was, hey, what if the cannabis industry is only seeing a boost because of the times we're in and it's not going to last long, which may still be true. But what if we live in a world where people much rather have their cannabis delivered to them than interact with a either uneducated cannabis butt tender or a lackluster product, but they have the great customer service? Who knows? 
but I, I'm leaning more towards delivery being a much stronger mainstay in the cannabis community. I much tell you, I much rather be at a party, hit a number, and I re, it's like a reverse Uber. Instead of me go on my phone, push a button, and a car arrives, a car shows up, and they drop off my products, and they're so widely available. You know what I'm saying? Like McDonald's is successful because it's so widely available that they're able to touch different points, and the food is cheap and it tastes good. So maybe the delivery service may not have the best quality cannabis because you don't really get, you know, blue label Johnny Walker, which is worth $400 because of its quality available everywhere. And maybe the top shelf isn't going to be available everywhere. But a cannabis company may have a much more affordable, much less quality, all about, you know, quick delivery. And it may succeed. And the reason why I mention this, mention this is not just some you know, stoner fever dream from the virus. Oh, from the sickness, almost said it. It's just because we see that our cultures, companies are not succeeding. We're seeing what Mad Men is going through. We're seeing CEOs get laid off left and right. We're seeing high times bring desperate attempts to be relevant because they went to corporate and you have to understand cannabis is anti-corporate. Look how our community is treating this pandemic. They're not believing it's true. They're not believing it's 5G. They believe the government made it, which could be possible. The government could have made coronavirus. Who knows? But I'm not leaning towards that answer. You know, anything is possible. Doesn't mean if you think it is fact. So it's very interesting to see these companies take the route of not following what the culture likes already, which is kind of the outsider, rebelistic qualities, you know, anti-establishment, but take much more of a corporate suit like approach and that's not going to work you know you, you can't just put a red lipstick on a pig and think it's gonna look pretty so hopefully you can see uh the cannabis industry change in that light also what we're also going to see because of this uh economic shutdown is that the bigger companies are going to survive the best why? Because we all know the cannabis industry is struggling. It's like imagine SpongeBob and Patrick and Sandy's uh what's Sandy living? Sandy living like some type of weird water igloo. It was an igloo with air underwater. Pretty hilarious. But anyway, so you have imagine what we're living in now due to this pandemic. It's happening because economically, it's like individuals are SpongeBob and Patrick in the water without the air they need to breathe. Or the water that they need to breathe. And so it's going to be difficult to bounce back from that. It's going to be difficult to find ways into being, into thriving again. You know, swimming with your head high above water instead of suffocating underneath. Which is a weird analogy to make, especially for this example. But you get what I'm saying. We have to find some way for our industry to succeed and and bounce back from the the wallows and the fall it had recently. So we'll see. We'll see. The more people get anti-social, the more they're going to want things like cannabis to qualm the loneliness that comes with social isolation and quarantine. And so we may see a bump there. Right. Because unlike drink, well, who could say people drink at the, home, at the house by themselves all the time. We'll see. So quite honestly, if you haven't picked up yet, there's not much news that happens this week. It's not much things to bring to the table to you know light your antennas and spark ideas into your mind now of course there's always there's always the spark ideas but from news not so much every everything and anything that's happening 
is focusing directly on combating this pandemic. And I want to talk about it. So this episode is not going to be an hour long like last time. It's going to be a bit shorter. It's going to be talking about what may or may not happen. It's going to be what my thoughts are on certain things. And just generally a conversation between two individuals who are listening and having a conversation. Because they may not be able to respond to you. You can think about what maybe may have been said have your own thoughts and opinions on it and perhaps have your own conversations on your facetimes in the future so during this quarantine make sure you stay active all right make sure you do things and reach out socially but virtually you know stay away from individuals the best you can if you're going to go outside tie up a mask on your face put some gloves on your hands i'm going to tell you this is common sense if you've got common sense you listen to this podcast if you don't have common sense and you're still looking toilets through the coronavirus child i said it whatever it's the end of the episode i can say it. the coronavirus challenge then go ahead and do what you got this podcast is for you do, do what you gotta do so as always hi fam please stay safe and uh yeah, man. All the best to any individuals you know who are battling this thing, who are like Chris Cuomo having all types of fevers and, and just not feeling losing weight and everything. Fight the good fight. And if you don't have it, stay healthy. Eat healthy. Stay active. Social distance. We'll catch you next podcast. Maybe I'll bring a better, funnier, more energetic, but hey, I'm just trying to Have a conversation with y'all. Stay safe. And as always, stay tuned. Stay high, folks. ITV.